0: You're at a ball game with your pal who buys you a tasty hot dog and beer. You realize you have zero cash to pay him back, but you know you've got your mobile phone and crypto value. You hop onto MovoChain.com, enter your friend's email or phone number, then convert your Bitcoin or Bitcoin cash to fiat on the fly. Your pal gets an alert that money is waiting to be claimed in the Movo app. Now, he can provision that cash value to Apple, Google, or Samsung Pay instantly. Yep, that's crypto to cash conversion completed in minutes. To move your funds faster, visit Movo You're at a ball game with your pal who buys you a tasty hot dog and beer. You realize you have zero cash to pay him back. But you know you've got your mobile phone and crypto value. You hop on to MovoChain.com, enter your friend's email or phone number, then convert your Bitcoin or Bitcoin cash to fiat on the fly. Your pal gets an alert that money is waiting to be claimed in the Movo app. Now he can provision that cash value to Apple, Google, or Samsung Pay instantly. Yep, that's crypto to cash conversion completed in minutes. To move your funds faster, visit Movo.cash.
1: Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Nancy J. Kelly, and we gonna be talking about her work on uh, synthetic biology to make virus-resistant supercells. So, Nancy, how are you doing today?
2: I'm great. How are you? Thanks for good, having me. Good,
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting topic. Where are you um, Are you doing this work? And uh, then tell me a little bit
2: about the work itself. So, um, there is an international research project called Right, which is being led by an interdisciplinary and multi institutional group of scientists. Um, and there's currently uh, nearly 200 scientists from 15 countries and over 100, in, uh, 100 institutions participating in this. Um, and we've been working on that project for the last three years, basically um, to. Reduce the cost of um, engineering and testing large genomes and cell lines by a thousand fold within 10 years. Uh, This is kind of analogous to the human genome project where, you know, if that took 10 years and $3 billion um, to read the first sequence of the human genome, which really was the blueprint. And now we're trying to understand how that blueprint works by writing genome um, and Similarly, when the human genome project happened, sequencing technology was not currently available to accomplish that project, but became available through it. Uh, It was developed by companies as the project was going on. And so we hope that that same kind of technological development will happen in the course of this project. And so the overarching goal of the effort is to understand the blueprint for life um, provided by the Human Genome Project, but just as importantly, it is to um, develop new technologies and reduce the cost of engineering biology.
1: Well, that's, uh, I guess, somewhat general. What, what areas, when you say understand the blueprint, you know, the human genome, what what are, you know, for people that don't know, okay, so we can sequence the human genome, you know, we can sequence a person's particular genome. Are you talking about, uh, you know, what do all the genes do? Is the order make a difference? Um, I guess the expression make a difference? You know, what, what kinds of things do you want to learn about the human genome and learn them at a very fast rate to map it at a more detailed all, level?
2: All of those things. We want to understand how biological systems operate. And, you know, um, there's a very famous quote from a famous scientist that basically says, what I cannot build, I don't understand. And so now scientists really believe that they need to build genomes in order to truly understand how biological systems work. And this will have applications in many, many fields and industries over the next century, um, everything from food to new materials to energy to health um, you name it. And so um, this is a very important project uh, for moving the next step beyond sequencing.
1: Well, why, I mean, I'm sure sometimes scientists are starting with uh you know, creatures that have much fewer genes, I mean, are there any creatures that we've not only mapped their genome, but that we understand now all the genes work and the sequence and everything? And, you know, why are not we starting with something like that, like a nematode or a fruit fly or something?
2: So, um, those aren't out of the boundaries of what we're doing. We're, we're not only looking at humans, but we're looking at model organisms, uh, and we're also looking at plants. And, um, and so all of that could, you know, could fall under the rubric of this project. Um, the closest that anyone's come to synthesize uh, a, a full genome yet is uh, the Venter group, who actually did that in bacteria. Um, and so this virus proof cell line project, which was announced at our May 2018 meeting, um, is basically uh, designed to. Uh, create cell lines that are naturally resistant to viruses and potentially radiation, freezing, aging, and cancer. Um, and it can have great implications for pharmaceutical production and manufacturing. Um, and so that's a practical, uh, you know, use for the project. And I think not only do the scientists want to advance the technology forward, but they want to create practical solutions.
1: Well. I mean, from what I understand, in the human body, there's like 204 different kinds of cells, you know, give or take a few. So, I don't are they similar enough that you could possibly change the human genome where all of those different types of cells will be resistant to the factors you talked about? Or, you know, are we lucky no, to even no. get one kind of cell to do that?
2: We're crea- We'll be using one kind of cell line, uh, basically, to work in. And I'm not a scientist. I am kind of the executive for the project that's been administering the project. So I'm not going to be able to answer questions, detailed questions about the science and how this all works. That's basically detailed on our website, which is engineeringbiologycenter.org. So anyone can go there. And uh, there's actually some infographics about this project, the overall project of T. Wright but also the virus-free cell line project. So
1: what, what kind of cell is the, you know, what's the first stab going to look like? What kind of cell, what kind of creature, you know, what kind of uh, protection they want to do, the scientists want to uh, try to give it against what force, aging or cancer or radiation? Any specifics on how they're starting?
2: Uh, let me just be clear. We're not creating creatures. Um, we are working in a cell line to make a virus-resistant. That's what we're doing. Um, and the question you ask about which cell line, that's a very good one, and the scientists are discussing that right now. Um, so that's kind of one of the first design principles for this project.
1: Is there any particular um, virus they want to make a cell, a, a cell line resistant against, or they haven't identified yet the, uh, the cell line or the type of viruses?
2: I don't think that they've identified um the virus, either. They're going to be doing this through recoding the genome. Um, so.
1: Okay. The, the, uh, do you know any of the milestones that the project has? You know, what it wants to accomplish by when? Any uh, general outline?
2: Well, the overall GP Wright project is basically the initial uh, period is 10 years. But we expect that this will only be the beginning of a huge area in science and that essentially the continuation of engineering biology will go on for many years beyond that. Um, We had our first meeting uh, in 2015. Um, We've been having annual meetings ever since then. Uh, They are all posted on our website. And the early meetings were really about talking about how to structure a project like this. Um, And then in 2017, we basically came together to really talk about the promise of a project like this, what it means for the world. Um, we organized working groups. There were several pilot projects that were presented um, in terms of uh, projects that would help to move the field ahead. And um, and we organized working groups that have been working over the last year to create charters and roadmap. Um, we held a scientific working meeting in May of 2018 um, and those roadmaps and charters were presented, and they will be posted on the website and in a preprint server um, shortly. So that will be the first major milestone for the project.
1: Of the uh, scientists that are involved, any uh, particular names that uh, you would know, be of interest to people to so find out?
2: Well, George Church of Harvard Medical School and Jeff Bucca of um, NYU uh, Langone Health um, are the scientific leaders of the project. But as I said, there's nearly 200 scientists involved, and they're all listed on the website under the consortium. So you can take a look. They're some of the leading scientists in the country and throughout the world.
1: That's great. And uh, how many countries are represented?
2: Uh, Fifteen right now.
1: Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, Is is there a way to find out more about the uh, specific research that's going on? You said it's not really at that at that point yet but it soon will be um where would people go to get the most current update on what's going on with the project
2: well as i said you need to visit the website there's infographics um there not only talking about gp right and the virus cell line but there's a page that's d- devoted to the pilot project where you can read about some of the pro- ongoing projects that are happening um right now and um And you can read about the benefits. There's a frequently asked questions page there, which goes into a lot of the questions that people might have. And there's also a resources page, which um, basically contains uh, references to a lot of the publications um, and backgrounds that, you know, underpin this field uh, and the papers that have come out of this project as well as videos uh, of all of the past meetings. So there's a lot of content there for people to actually really learn more about GP Right.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. Um, has uh, has this work inspired any uh, offshoot projects that are looking at other aspects of this? You know, it's a, it's a huge endeavor, it sounds like. So any other spin-offs that you see that have been created because of it? Or is it kind of all in-house and this?
2: No, I mean, I think you know synthetic biology, or what I call engineering biology, is a huge and growing field. Um, SynBioBeta, which is a, a synthetic biology organization that really holds events to mobilize the community, has grown very, very rapidly. They have been following um, all of the companies that have been uh, forming around synthetic biology and getting financing and the financing is increasing on a year-by-year basis there's a lot of information on their website which I would encourage everyone to um, go to and take a look at and each of the countries that are involved in GP Right are also developing their own national program and one of the um, in the last meeting Uh, Several of the the countries that are involved actually sent scientists to report on their national strategies and programs, how much investment they're making in the field, and what kinds of, uh, of, you know, substantive areas that they are targeting and the programs that they're running. So there are lots and lots of offshoots from this, uh, but they're all basically supportive of the primary
0: effort.
1: Well, very good. All right, so for, for listeners, uh, can you let me know the website again and where's a good place to get started? It sounds like there's tons of materials on the website. You can get lost a little bit.
2: Uh, so the website is engineeringbiologycenter.org. And I um, also would encourage you to take a look at SymbioBeta. Let me just find that um, handle yeah, for you. Uh, that's symbiobeta.com. Uh, and they have, um, they're the synthetic, Biology Innovation Network, and there's a ton of material and background information on what's happening there as well.
1: And when any of the scientists involve, um, <clears throat> you know, are talking about the project, are all the comments going to be put into the same area or the same website, or you're going to have to look at the the individual scientists' websites to see what their particular work is involving?
2: Um, no, I think you can. For GP Wright, you can look at that main website and really get a feel for what's going on. Obviously, each individual scientist have their own programs that they're working in. And since many of these uh, scientists are focused on biomedical engineering, they may have several projects um, in the field going on at any one time. But what's associated with GP Wright is really um, summarized on the website.
1: Okay, very good. Well, Nancy, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's too much to describe, so I encourage listeners to check it out, and uh, you know, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank
2: you. I appreciate your interest.
1: You have been listening to Almost Here, around the corner future technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast post to review and discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality more.